0: and welcome to episode 111 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal, since that's all I have to think about now. (laughs) And I'm Betsy Wallace. I
1: live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. I've got three kids. They're... Five, eight, and 10. Maggie turns six next week.
0: Can't believe it. Mm -hmm. I've got to get, I got to send her that gift. Anyway, okay. Our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how this works like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs. The internet chefs of the world, other sources that we find surf in the web. We'll have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and our shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. And you can get them sent directly to your inbox if you want to subscribe to our newsletter. We send everything over before, um, you know, you can preview it before you listen. All right, Kate. So this week's recipes were baked lemon
1: butter salmon pasta from Spend With Pennies, cheesy taco pasta from What's Gabby Cooking, and... And Thai Noodle Bowl with Almond Butter by The Minimalist Baker.
0: So I don't know if y'all are in the same boat as me, but I feel like everyone did the same thing. We heard about the pandemic coming and the possibility of staying home, which was we bought a lot of pasta and a lot of beans. Mm-hmm. I don't know what where this came from, but we're like, we're going to need a lot of carbs. Yeah. <laughs> These keep well. <laughs> and so this episode deals with all that pasta. Next episode, we're going to deal with all those beans and sort that out too
1: yeah I thought this was fun and I actually did an instant cart order recently from Costco and I am not a Costco member
0: mm. and
1: but it was they were delivering and I thought okay I'm gonna go ahead and do this and you could get like this seven pounds of assorted pasta from oh my them. gosh so I, <laughs> I did you that. get it I did get it because I was like okay oh, wow. yes like Costco and then I'm not sure if anyone else has had this happen when you're when you're ordering groceries, but it's like you put your order in and I had eggs and flour and things like that. And then this pasta, but then I had also thrown in like chocolate covered almonds and some trail Mm. mix, and, but but, like giant portions of this because it's Costco. Right. And as she is, Going through the grocery store, she's refunding me on things she can't find, right? Because this Uh, is what happens now when you order groceries. And she's, like, refunding me the eggs, refunding me the bread. So Uh. I end up with, like, my seven pounds of pasta and then all of this stuff that I really (laughs) shouldn't have thought, like, where I thought, well, I shouldn't really be getting this. But I think I'm Mm, going to.
0: Maybe I will get the barrel of cheese balls.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. so like i didn't get any essentials i got seven pounds of pasta and then just like milk chocolate almonds all day long it's just been a problem but anyways this this episode was especially useful for me for that reason
0: yeah well we'll make a small dent in the seven pounds i don't know that's (laughs) yes that's a lot of pasta all right well let's let's try our first batch which is um first we have a baked lemon butter salmon pasta from spend with pennies It's a pretty straightforward recipe. So to make it, you just bake a pound of salmon filet with some olive oil, some sliced garlic on top, a little bit of lemon juice and butter until it's just done. Meanwhile, you're boiling a half pound of pasta. So... If you're Betsy, you'd be down to six and a half pounds, Mm -hmm. Um, like a fettuccine or linguine. When the pasta and salmon are both done, you chunk up the salmon in the baking dish, and then you slide the pasta into that dish along with some chopped parsley, and you mix it all gently together, finished with some lemon slices for the table. You know, it was bright with lemon with just a bit of richness from the butter and olive oil and the freshness from the parsley. Simple meal, but pretty good. Betsy, how did you like this? I mean, we are big salmon fans, and I usually mm-hmm. just roast
1: it and serve it with a salad or something like that. So this was a great combo of two things my kids love, which were salmon and pasta. Right. Which I have not done before. <laughs> and I think you'll agree that all the flavors were pretty simple. I mean, these mm. it, nothing was kind of pushing anyone's boundaries here. They just loved it and ate it up. And I thought it was delicious. I liked it.
0: Yeah, I have to admit, I was pleasantly surprised. I was mixing it up into the baking dish, and I was like, this just seems like fish and pasta, yeah. which it is, Yeah, right? <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I don't know if this will be, like, delicious. And it, it really was. It kind of came together in a very simple dinner kind of way, which is nice. I have to admit, it seemed like a lot of fat for me for one dish, so I cut back a little bit on the butter and the oil. I think I, like, used one tablespoon less butter, um a little bit less olive oil. I'm sure it would have been even more delicious had I used the actual amount, but even with a cut back amount, it was pretty good. I have to say.
1: Yeah, I think I've cut mine back too, Kate. I generally I'm always kinda cutting back on the butter and the oil on recipes like this where you're yeah. just where you're thinking, Really, when it comes down to it, I've got a baked pasta or a baked salmon and right. some pasta. This is Probably and the pasta is pretty or the salmon is pretty rich,
0: right? I was thinking that too. If this had been like a white fish, I maybe wouldn't have done it as much, because salmon has all that natural delicious fat in it already. Mm-hmm. Uh, four tablespoons of butter is a lot. It's a lot, and it's, it's lot. not
1: necessary. It's
0: not necessary. Yeah. So if you choose to do that, I think you'll be just fine. But don't back off on the lemon. Don't back off on the garlic. That's that's needed to give it you know a little bit of oomph. Um, you know, I did. When you toss it all together in the baking dish, I thought that was so clever because then all that delicious flavor that's been in that baking dish, you mm-hmm. keep, you mm-hmm. know, and I did have some salmon skin that I kind of didn't like attached it, like kind of detached from the fish. And I kind of threw that away because I was like, I don't need to eat just a bit of salmon skin. It didn't sound great. It wasn't crispy, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just discarded that as I went, you know, like you said, this is simple, but delicious. Only a few ingredients. And I don't know about you. are you, I'm able to find salmon still. It's yeah. not like chicken breasts in the store for some reason. No one's buying up all the salmon.
1: Me too. I was e- able to find it easily; didn't have any problems here. So
0: yeah, yeah. So if this is the same for you, it might be a nice change of pace from just noodles and sauce. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> have a little protein in your life. Um, don't forget also to squeeze that lemon over the top. That was really delicious. So this is a four out of five for me. How about you? <laughs> Yeah, it was a high four out of five for me, too. I was mm-hmm. I
1: was pretty happy with this, and my whole family was very happy with this because, again, they love a pasta dish. They love salmon. We had never combined the two before. Yep. They loved it. So, yeah. Okay, moving on here. We have Cheesy Taco Pasta
0: from What's Gabby Cooking? Kate. Yeah, here we go. A one-skillet meal to make with any pasta shapes, Betsy, of your seven pounds, did you have some pasta shapes in there? Or Kate, it it's all, it's all? all
1: pasta shapes.
0: Yeah. Oh. So that was
1: a, That was another interesting part of this. I happen to have some <laughs> fettuccine, so that's what I used for the last <laughs> recipe, but this was strictly pasta shapes. which is <laughs> Delightful.
0: <laughs> yes. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you've got some pots of shapes, here's a recipe for that. Right. So um, to start in a deep skillet or a Dutch oven, you brown a pound of ground chicken. When it's cooked through, you add in uh, a diced onion, diced red bell pepper, some taco seasoning and six chopped cloves of garlic and do that all at once. You just cook it until the onion is translucent. And next, you add in four cups of chicken broth, half a pound of small pasta shapes. I use shells. Betsy, I'm sure, used one of her many varieties. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can then add a cup of enchilada sauce, and you simmer it for about 15 minutes or so until the pasta is tender. I went a little over 15 minutes. When it's cooked through, add in a cup of each of shredded mozzarella and shredded cheddar cheese, Mix into the pasta until it's nice and creamy, then top with another cup of shredded cheddar cheese. You sprinkle it with some chopped cilantro for freshness and color, and that's it. It's a savory, cheesy, chili-flavored pasta bake that's super comforting. Betsy, how did everyone like it?
1: I mean, this went over super well in my house because of, like, like, <laughs> yeah. cheesy pasta skillet taco flavor bakes. I mean, this is, of course, is going to be good. So, yeah, I and I don't make like skillet dinners like this very often so Mm-mm. it was kind of a fun treat i did have a big batch of ground beef mixed with black beans that i made earlier in the week so i made like three pounds of this for nice. to use for taco bowls and things like that after our ground beef episode yeah. where we, or the make ahead or wherever we did that big batching of ground beef i've been doing that it was and our freezer so- meals yeah. Freezer meals, yes, and so I have been actually making the ground beef, mixing it with black beans, so it's kind of like cut half and half, and then using that throughout throughout the week. So I use that as the base for this, which I thought was totally fine, and yeah, it was nice idea. to have that kind of there. I did not have cilantro, so I did I you know left that off the top, which I think is totally okay. Oh yeah, I will make it again. I'm looking forward to having that freshness on the top. I mean, overall, Kate, this is great. And I did use the full amount of cheese because we love – uh like, when I'm making tuna yeah. casserole, we use the whole – we're, like, all in on the cheese. I mean, let's good for not, you. Let's not skimp on that here. And, <laughs> you know, Gabi on her What's Gabi Cooking, she does, a, like, a fair amount of these, like, cheesy, bubbly, cheesy mm-hmm. skillet bake things. And she writes a good recipe. So – Sure does this made me think, like maybe I can just go down the skillet skillet meal recipes a little bit here and try a few out. I like I mean it. they <laughs> they
0: sure are comfort food, they are. yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, And I have to admit, I picked this for your kids specifically. I was like, this will be for sure a kid friendly meal, right? Yeah. But we fell in love with it. James is like eating it like a maniac. I made the full recipe. Mm-hmm. It's almost done. It's almost gone. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is amazing. You know, a couple things that were just me being a little picky. I wish I had used just the full can of enchilada sauce instead of measuring out a cup.
1: Oh, then, I think I just used the full can. Did you? Use, yeah, I, just I, like, well, I wish this I was probably a cup. I, mean, I know
0: it, it was s- silly. I don't know why I measured, but I typically measure these things when I'm making it for the podcast, and I think yeah. I would have dumped it in otherwise. I did. We didn't have a lot of shredded cheese in the house, and I wanted it for other things. Oh, uh-huh. so. I cut back like a cup of the cheese, oh, okay. which was totally delicious and fine. Yeah. You know, so I had like a cup of mozzarella, a cup of shredded cheddar. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to use this full bag of cheddar, Sh- cheddar, excuse me. So what it is, I mixed in the mozzarella and mm-hmm. then I put the cheddar on top. Nice. No, it was fine. Yeah. It was yeah. really good. And I'm sure it would have been much more delicious with another cup of cheddar in there. But again, I, tr- you know, we're all trying to stay home. I was like, all right. Let's not uh, get too crazy with the cheese here. Mm -hmm. I will say um, enchilada sauce comes in very different um, heat levels. So if you're not a spicy person, get the mild. If you want a little spicier, get the medium enchilada sauce. Mm -hmm. Also your chili powder or your... um, I used chili powder because I didn't have taco seasoning. What did you end up using? Did you have taco seasoning? Yeah. And I actually bought a
1: while ago, kind of on a whim, but this like, jar of taco – like, a big canister oh. almost of chop, taco seasoning. Nice. Uh, and so that's actually been useful when I've been – and it's one reason yeah. I've been making this ground beef and black bean thing is because I've got all this taco seasoning left, and I thought, well, I'm just going to just keep making this. and And so I use that. Awesome. I often end up with a jar or a can of enchilada sauce that I have bought thinking – I'm going to make enchiladas and then I get lazy and I don't make enchiladas <laughs> because They're it's a, a project. It's kind yeah. of a project and I love them and I love when I make them. But that also sits in there looking at me like, why haven't you made the enchiladas yet? <laughs> <laughs> so I was happy to have another recipe to use that jar yeah. or slash can up. So this is yeah. nice for that.
0: Yeah, I used my Penzi's chili powder mm-hmm. um, and it was fine. It was delicious.
1: Yeah. So for me, this is a five out of five. I'm going to give it a five out of five, too, because it just was easy, reliable, delicious, comfort food. Mm -hmm. Great job, Gabby. Great job, Kate, for finding this. Okay. Awesome. Last up, Thai Noodle Bowl with Almond Butter by Minimalist Baker.
0: Of all the recipes, I think this one is the most complicated. But, Mm -hmm. hey, we've got some time. So here we go. Right, and not all the noodles that I have personally in the house are Italian-style noodles. I also went to the Asian grocery store and bought up a ton of rice noodles. I don't know, like I just went noodle crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> also, I've been able to find tofu fairly easily for a protein. So I thought that would also be nice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of kind of staying away from chicken and ground beef lately too much because because I can find ground chicken in the last recipe, but some of these things I'm trying to find different proteins lately. In any case. Start this off. You press a block of firm tofu. I do it between two plates. You may have other methods. Maybe you've got a tofu press. You know, Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. And then I prepped the veggies. And so this calls for sliced cucumbers, carrots, green onions, and cilantro. Set all that aside. And then you cook your thin rice noodles according to package directions. And this usually only takes a few minutes. You boil water. You plop the rice noodles in. They cook for a little bit. And you pull them out. I rinsed mine in some cold water because I didn't want them to stick. And then make the dressing by whisking, blending, or shaking, however you want to do it. Together, some tamari soy sauce, lime juice, maple syrup, or brown sugar, red pepper, rice wine, or other type of vinegar, and sesame oil. When the tofu is ready, you cut it up into squares, and you shake it together with some cornstarch and brown it in a hot skillet. When both sides are brown, pour over a sauce of almond butter, soy sauce, maple syrup, and crushed red pepper. You stir it gently to coat and heat it through. So these are bowls, so everyone can assemble it themselves. A little tofu, some of those egg (laughs) egg noodles, some of those rice noodles, the veggies, and the sauce on top, the dressing on top. And I loved this for lunch. It was a little creamy with almond butter and a little pop of heat from the red pepper. Um, how How did everyone like this, Betsy? Okay, so first of
1: all, let me say I thought this was nice. It felt healthy, light, it's kind of flexible. My kids just do not like any kind of nut butter in their dinner i don't i don't know what it is it's, it's such very a mental block it is so disappointing because because <laughs> it's I think, delicious because it's delicious and i <laughs> i don't know if it's a thing where i just need to keep <laughs> making it but there I, as you might remember there is a there's mm. a very early episode where we have a made a quote from a peanut butter kind of thai peanut butter sauce we did where she said it's not that i don't like peanut butter sauce it's that i hate peanut butter sauce <laughs> they're complaining aside and the fact that they wouldn't eat this i thought it was nice and i should have probably just made it for myself for lunch but seeing mm. as we're all in the house all day together i don't really have that luxury anymore i can't all just right. like make something special for myself for lunch and not hear all of them <laughs> give me their opinions on it <laughs> <laughs> so here we are Uh, I did make it with peanut butter and not almond butter because that's what I had in the house. I thought it was totally fine. I am also out of maple syrup at the moment, so I did swap the brown sugar. Also thought that was fine and worked. I think this is something, Kate, if you have some cooking experience under your belt, it could be Mm -hmm. fairly flexible. I would not – like, this also gave me some red flags, though, from, like – betsy two years ago who just like leaves out half the ingredients and then it's not really that good so yeah i think if you aren't a a fairly experienced cook just make it as directed
0: or um i've got i'll write down all the possible substitutions in the show notes
1: okay yeah because you're gonna run through some things here
0: yeah i've got some things it's because i think you're totally right i was reading through this and i was mentally saying okay This is a very substitutable recipe. Um, But if, like you said, if you don't have a ton of experience with that, like you might just like freak out and not decide to do it. But I think it actually is pretty possible with most pantry ingredients. A couple tips, a few tips. I think if you're going to make this for your lunch, make all of the ingredients, prep your veggies, do the tofu. And then if you're home, working from home like I am, make the rice noodles before you eat it because reheated rice noodles Mm -hmm. don't work very well. Mm-hmm. They don't keep great. It's it's just not a thing. If you can If you can't and you're not working from home, um, I would toss the noodles in the dressing and that will keep them separate and a little more um, moist. So that's the first tip. Substitutions. The maple syrup in there. And she also says like, oh, or she says, or substitute coconut sugar. I'm like, right, lady. <laughs> <You're> right. Because <laughs> that's what. Oh, 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 yes. oh I'll, <laughs> I'll get out. Get out my coconut sugar. Yeah. So you can use brown sugar. In this situation, totally fine. If you, can't, if you don't have brown sugar, honey would also work. I mean, you get really desperate, you want to put a little mm-hmm. sweetness, I would back off a lot. But I would also put, um, you could put just plain sugar. Mm-hmm. So you could substitute brown sugar, you could do the honey, you could do white sugar, just back it off. Um, you can substitute any nut butter for almond butter. If mm-hmm. you have, I was even, like, sometimes you buy or one buys these, like, odd bu- nut butters, you're like, yeah, I would love a cashew butter. And then you like never use it because it was like $12 and what are mm-hmm. you going like, to make a sandwich out of it? This is a great time to use that nut butter. You can also make your own nut butters. If you've got a decent enough food processor, throw a handful of peanuts in that in that food processor. And also, I think a lot of people just have peanut butter in the house. And this is delicious with peanut butter. So mm-hmm. use that. That's awesome. I think you can also use any vinegar you like for the rice wine vinegar. Distilled white vinegar might be a little harsh. Ooh, yeah. You know, <laughs> but any like cooking vinegar, you know, a red wine vinegar would be fine. Um, a, a white wine, that random champagne vinegar you've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, the balsamic may not be great. Maybe yeah. a little too sweet. Uh, so those could be some possible substitutions. Do lemon juice instead of lime juice. Won't be quite the same, but I think it's still that citrus note. And I also was thinking if you don't care for tofu, you could easily make this with chicken breast. Just Mm -hmm. cut up that breast into bite-sized pieces and cook it through in the skillet at the same step you would add the tofu and then add in your sauce. So it's a fairly flexible recipe, but I think you kind of need to know how to make those subs. And so we'll put all this in the show notes for you guys, and you can check it out. For me, this rating... This is kind of a a, between like a three and a half and a four. There's lots of substitutions, but I think it's a great recipe if you're kind of maybe would like to make yourself a special lunch or um, something a little more vegetable forward after all of those carbs. What about you, Betsy? How'd you rate it?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp. I gave it a four because I thought it worked in the end. There's a lot of um, kind of what you ran through. If you are a more experienced cook, I think you'll have better luck or if you follow Kate's all of kate's kind of instructions and i will say minimalist baker as a whole i think is easier if you have some cooking experience under your belt this yeah. website so that's true yeah but good concepts and good meals in the eggs. i thought this was a really great way to use up some of those pantry items so
0: there you go wrapping it up let's talk about our winners for me i'll go first it was a cheesy pasta it was just so comforting, and I kind of needed that this week. Wow. How about that's, you? That's a surprise. I'm yeah. over for the salmon pasta. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. We really
1: liked that, and I think we were just so happy to have salmon because it was changing it up a little bit, and mm.
0: it was it was good. I mean, they could not get enough of that. So Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, that's good. If any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and a grocery list at dinnersisters.com. We have links to all the recipes, All those substitutions I talked about today, any techniques we talked about, all sorts of things. And if you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. It is hopping now that we're all Mm -hmm. home, I think. (laughs) We are at Dinner Sisters podcast. We'd love to have you. All right,
1: Kate, in the Smorgasbord today, let's talk about banana bread.
0: Oh, my goodness. Betsy, you started this. You Mm -hmm. shared a picture of your, like, frozen bananas on Facebook and said, does anyone have any good banana bread recipes? And it blew up. It did. It did. I think there's, like,
1: 65 comments on that thread with everyone's favorite banana bread recipes.
0: Yeah, so I wanted to highlight a few of these awesome recipes that I saw did not necessarily make them, but are recommended by our listeners, which I think is a ringing endorsement. So if you're interested in a chocolate banana bread situation, Cara recommended Smitten Kitchen's Double Chocolate Chip Banana Bread, which I've heard from other people is delicious. Or Christy loves two peas in a pod's chocolate chip banana bread. So those are two options for you. We'll have, by the way, all the links to these on our website. Or you can just join our Facebook group, guys, and chime in with your banana bread recipes. Uh, some other ideas that I thought were interesting is Lori had an air fryer banana bread. Mm-hmm. I thought that was... Which I was like, all right. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. But Betsy, what did you end up making? So I ended up making Sue's Banana Bars, and that Mm. recipe is only – she just posted it in the group. So you can go there to look for it because it's her own home recipe. And Mm. it just uses two bananas, and then it makes sort of a 9 by 13, almost like a sheet cake bar kind of situation with some walnuts. And Mm. it has a banana flavor, I would say, sort of like in between banana bread and then like hummingbird cake, sort of, Ooh. If you you know, because it has those kind of, that has that banana flavor for the, yeah. for the thing. So it was delicious. We ate them right up. Everyone's happy to have something a little bit different, and we loved it. And I still have more bananas. So I'm going to be making more <laughs> of these banana breads in the coming weeks here. And I will tell you one thing that I also found interesting was that our mom has not told us this but on the Facebook group she offered a helpful (laughs) hint to everyone (laughs) (laughs) that she had not (laughs) shared with us (laughs) that she's now so we always in our family everyone just throws the bananas into the freezer just with the peel on it everything and they turn black and then when you use them I just let them come to room temperature and then you can just kind of peel them and then dump them into the bowl and it comes out really easily and I've never had any problems with this but you do kind of have loose bananas in your in your freezer all the time. And it's a
0: it's a bit of a hazard.
1: It's a little weird. And also Ryan does say things like, Why are there all these bananas floating around <laughs> in, in the freezer? And I've never thought before to first skin them and then put them in a freezer bag, just whole bananas yeah. so you could pull one or two out at a time. And apparently this is what our mom does now and it's useful. To. Yeah.
0: Well, she would say, she, I mean, growing up, she said, just throw the bananas in the freezer. This was like a thing. Yes. Yeah, it was is like just a one, Right. A chore. Like, go throw the bananas in the freezer. And then you'd open up the freezer and the bananas would come hurtling at you like little frozen <laughs> yes. missiles. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, nearly, like, take off a toe because they always fell on the <laughs> ground. Yes. Right. Well, enough of our family trauma. We do have some other delicious recipes for banana bread. Angelica talked about Cooks Illustrated being her favorite. Molly loved Bon Appetit's Julia's best, and Gina keeps sour cream specifically in her refrigerator for the sour cream banana bread from Reluctant Entertainer. And one that I thought sounded interesting is from Katie, which is a maple olive oil banana bread from Mm -hmm. Shutterbean, which sounded delicious. So that's our banana bread wrap up. Mm-hmm. Love that. What about next week? So Kate, coming up next week, we've got beans three ways. Sure do. And um, like I said, in the top of the episode, I bought a lot of pasta, bought a lot of beans. I think we're all in the same boat. So let's find some new ways to use it up.
1: Yes. And generally, Kate, I think this is good because, you know, I'm always talking about wanting to get more beans into my diet. So mm-hmm. this is like, a silver lining here is that everyone has panic exactly. bought beans and now we will learn more about them. So I love it. Okay. That's what's for dinner this week. See you next week on the dinner sisters. We'll still be here and we will still save a
0: spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. We've got show notes and other fun stuff over there. If you would like some dinner ideas, shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. As per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe or tell a friend over one of those Zoom cocktail hours. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating.